Welcome to the Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa, where we discuss dating and other significant relationships. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa, and we are so glad to have you back with us on the podcast today. Poppy, it's been another um, another good month for us. We've had some some wonderful shows, uh, really amazing guests, and today will not be any different. So, um, daddy issues, Poppy, what you think? Oh, man, listen, this is something that a lot of people joke around, but this is something that's real, and it is <laughs> definitely something that... People have to uh, try to get help and get some healing uh, because if not, you're just going to be carrying that trauma and that hurt with whatever relationships you embark. So it is definitely a very important topic and one that definitely needs to uh, be brought up into the light more. Uh, you know, um, this month being women's women's history month, uh, this is a really very appropriate topic. I think I did a little bit of research on it, Poppy, just to kind of figure out where that term came from, you know, what the deal is, you know, we know people who have had issues or whatever, but, um, I looked up on very well mind, which was, um, medically reviewed article, um, written by Cynthia Vinny. You can find it on verywellmind.com. What Are Daddy Issues is the name of the article. Um, And Louise T. Lockhart's Doctor of Psychology who reviewed it. So, you know, I want you guys to know what our sources are when we come up with our shows. And even though we don't have an expert on the show today, we have a guest who's experienced daddy issues. Um, It said there's no really, there's really no precise definition and it's not even in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the DSM-5, but it's, it stems from Freud, Sigmund Freud, um, you know, famous psychiatrist and his work on attachment issues. And so I don't know if anybody out there, if you've heard of the Oedipus Complex where, um, you know, Oedipus Rex was this Greek, um, story about this guy who had such a negative relationship with his father and ended up having a strong attachment to his mother and ends up you know unknowingly marrying his mother um that's not necessarily what we're talking about that's where it stems from but it's not just about men and their mothers but also uh carl jung another uh jung is another psychologist famous he also said women can have those same attachments as girls if you don't get what you need from a parent whatever gender they are if you missing pieces as you go forward in a, into adulthood and like you said poppy if that isn't if that isn't addressed and you know those holes aren't filled people are going around looking sometimes for people to fill those holes so you know younger women marrying you know, men who are looking for women who remind them of their mothers or what they wanted their mothers to be or whatever have you. It's so much, uh, it's very complex. It's not just a, a one and done, of course, but um, it's really a fascinating article. And we'll have that um, link in our, our show notes. So have you dated somebody, Poppy, with daddy issues? You know, um, I'm sure I have. 
Uh, now, at the time, it did not dawn on me, but mm-hmm. um, as I, you know, like, you know, I like to hear about, you know, their past and, you know, their family dynamics. Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, but now that I've, you know, started working, uh, you know, with this project of the podcast and just kind of more self-aware of anything that involves uh, relationships and dating. Absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's the thing. Some people um, think that they moved on or healed now that they're grown. But in reality, that's just what shaped them to be who they are and the kind of people that they date. Right. Thinking you're okay, but that hurt is still kind of driving your decision without you being aware of it sometimes um and i i'd like to say you know who doesn't have parental issues you know what i mean like i don't i don't want people to think that you know just because um we're covering certain topics like everybody has something but i think the depth to which you know you have a crisis or the lack of a relationship with your parents can sometimes be um the issue you know like a parent who isn't there or somebody who's emotionally unavailable or you know there's so many different dynamics to it but that foundational relationship really does matter whether you realize it or not I think that's that's our point in being able to do this uh, podcast on this particular topic is you know kind of know what your pain points are and for some people they don't even want to talk about it they don't want to think about it they don't want to go to get counseling for some of these things, but wonder why some of their relationships don't seem to last because they haven't been self-aware or they don't realize how much of an impact, you know, that's made. Or I guess maybe even just like I've done in the past, just swallow it and keep going, you know, just it'll be all right. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. And, really, you know, and not. listen, let's be honest. Um, self-assessment, self-reflection can be difficult because, yeah it's so easy to point out why somebody did this to us or this happened because that person did this or did that. So it can be very difficult to just to identify and pinpoint some things that we could have done better in those situations to maybe avoid getting in that altogether or just learning to deal with it differently or coping with it in a more uh, healthy, uh, you know, way. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, our guest tonight is going to talk to us about her daddy issues. Uh, So we're going to be looking forward to having her on right after this break. Stay tuned. Hello. Hello. And we're back. Um, So today's issue, uh, today's topic on the relationship cycle with Jorge and Melsa is daddy issues. So we're glad you're all with us today. Uh, we have our special guest, uh, Nicole. So Poppy, why don't you bring our guest in, introduce her. So Nicole's a friend of mine and she is a follower of the show. And, you know, as we've done in the past, we like to get input from our listeners. And she brought up an idea like, hey, why don't you do a show on daddy issues? And I'm like, yeah, I think that's a great idea. And then, you know, as we got to talking about it, um, she told me a little bit about her story and, you know, what she went through. And I'm like, well, would you be open and joining us? And she was like, absolutely. And well, here we are. And this was something that she suggested. 
and she's going to allow us to kind of share her story of, you know, how her life has been impacted uh, with, you know, daddy issues and how her dating life has suffered because of that. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole, so much for joining us and for um, just allowing other people to hear your story. Hopefully this will be as all of our shows, we always hope to encourage and help other people who are in the dating process in relationship processes. Cause this one's not just about dating, but also about um, your relationship with your dad. So welcome to the show. Thank you both for having me. And um, yeah, I feel like this is something that needs to be talked about. Um, it, I feel like talking about this will be healing for myself as well and hopefully help others. Awesome. Awesome. Why don't you tell us, um, you know, a little bit about how your, how your relationship, I guess, with your dad um, has impacted you, first of all. So my father was basically, you know, I guess a gigolo, um, I guess is the best way to explain it. I mean, he, he was always cheating on my mom. Um, I found out that um he moved my mom away from her friends and family to carry on an affair with another woman um so he was cheating on her while she was pregnant with me um yeah um my mom just kept taking him back um i'm the oldest of three daughters um with with my mom and father, my mom and dad had three daughters. Um, my youngest sister, he wasn't around at all. Um, so, I mean, that's just kind of like the icing on the cake of my dad cheating on my mom. Um, right. Yeah. That's pretty deep. And the fact that, you know, removed her, you know, even from family and support, um, to be with another woman, that's, that's pretty deep. Uh, just a that's enough in a nutshell right there um how have you how have you do you have a relationship with your dad let me just ask that first I do have a relationship with him now it's been within the last maybe 10 years or so with him getting up in age he's trying to make amends with um his daughters um on everything that's happened throughout our life um but another major thing that has affected this is he has a son that he does not recognize he doesn't he doesn't acknowledge wow this is uh it's a lot to take in a lot that you guys had to kind of maneuver and sort out and so i did a little research on my end and i kind of uh listened to a video that katie morton who's a licensed therapist uh that i found on youtube And she kind of explained how the daddy issues comes about. And the reason why it is such an important thing is just think about it. When we're children, um, the most significant uh, blueprint that a child is going to have of a man is normally whoever their father figure is going to be. And when I say father figure, that doesn't necessarily have to be your biological dad. It could be an uncle, a grandfather, a stepdad, or whatever. Mm-hmm. However, uh, as a young woman um, or as a, as a girl, that is typically, quote-unquote, the first romantic experience that a girl is going to have 
within a woman-man dynamic. And when I say romantic, I'm talking about being affectionate to a man, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in a sexual way, per se. Uh, However, uh, as a young girl, uh, her father or whoever she sees as her father figure, that is where she's going to get that initial experience of what the male gender is like what their mannerisms are, what they do, how they conduct themselves. So obviously if they're exemplary and, you know, they give them love and they're supportive and all that, then it's going to be a very positive experience. Um, However, if he's absent or abusive or dismissive or just not around, then obviously that is going to shape and also mold the perception that she's going to have about males and and even from a man perspective um if you see uh you know your father figure and he's conducting himself in this way that is also going to shape you because that is the first real connection that you're going to have with another man and whether we want to admit it or not our parents or father figures or mother figures tend to be our role models especially in that age mm-hmm. yes so i've had i've had trust issues my whole life i felt like i could not trust my own father um and i feel like maybe in some ways i've looked for a a, a partner um with some of those similarities of my father in a way of maybe trying to fix them. Um, my father had a really, really bad childhood and, um, I guess that's what he's used as his excuse throughout his life. Um, so you feel that it's been difficult to try to break that cycle per se, right. Of trying to start a new trend for your family or trying to, uh, learn, heal, and move forward. Um, so, with so, tell us about your dating life. Like, are you separated, divorced, or what's your dating life been like? And how do you feel it impacted you from you know the daddy issues that you know you feel you've suffered from? So, I'm the oldest, actually, of four daughters. So, my my dad and mom had us three daughters, but then my dad got remarried. And he had another daughter, all four of his daughters. None of us are married. So Mm. I think, I think (laughs) there's some issues there. We all have daddy issues, every single one of us. Mm. Um, That's how impactful it is of his behavior. Um, It's, it's made us all very untrusting of men. And it's not, it's not even the, um, it's not even just the fact that he cheated. He, I could not trust him with so many things. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, when I was maybe starting in like third grade, we started a savings account for me for college or for a car, something for when I was like 16 to get a car or when I started college. And we, we both had been putting money in this every time I got a birthday, anything, just putting money in this account. And so when, maybe when I was about, almost 16 years old, I wanted to see how much money I had in there to get a car. And I found out that he took all the money. He took all the money out of there. Oh my gosh. So there's just constant trust issues. 
Um, and I, I feel like that's affected me. I've been married and divorced twice and I feel like I don't know how to choose the right partner. I don't trust myself because I don't trust men. Gotcha. I don't trust my judgment. Yeah. And listen, um, what you're stating it, it I mean, it, I mean, when you kind of look at it, step back and look at it, uh, it definitely makes sense why you would be so leery or why, or why you would have your reservations and doubts. Um, yeah, if you can't trust your dad, who can you trust? You know, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Like person, a first man, like we talked about, that you learn that from. And if that person can hurt you so deeply, you know, what makes you feel like somebody else wouldn't. So that's very understandable. Did you go to counseling or anything, Nicole? Um, or have I, have, I have been to therapy, but not about daddy issues. Um, but it has been about issues with my exes that had some of those same qualities as my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like in some ways women, they, they look for a man like their father subconsciously. Yep. Maybe that's, maybe that's where the issue is. Um, so I have, I have made mistakes in choosing a partner to where I just don't even trust my own judgment anymore. So I've pretty much been single for about f four years now. Wow. Yeah. Just, just looking for someone that uh, can show me patience and teach me to trust again. If you don't have, if you don't know what to look for, you know, if you don't have that role model for um, a good father, good husband, then you don't know what to look for. <laughs> Nicole, let me ask you that. this. Let me ask you something. Um, so obviously we've already laid out um, the ramifications of your childhood with, uh, you know, your uh, difficult situation with your father. Um, so when you dated a guy or when you come across a guy who you genuinely feel, hey, he seems like a good guy or he seems like a decent man, um, do you feel that maybe you try to go out of your way to try to see if he really is as good as he's claiming to be or as good as he appears to be? I'm curious. No, I think more, I'm more along the lines of um, what I don't know, like might not hurt me. Um, I guess maybe I'm scared to, to acknowledge that there might be something wrong. Mm. And the reason I ask you that is because um, something, you know, one of the things that I caught from that video that I, uh, you know, watched, it stated that a lot of women with daddy issues tend to self-sabotage uh, good potential, um, you know, situations because they keep trying to test the man to make sure that they're really as good as they say they are. And men, you know, eventually get tired of that constant, you know, battle of, Hey, I'm, this is really me. Like I'm really into you. This is just how I am. While because of the daddy issues, that is, you know, something deeply rooted in you. You're like, 
I don't know if he's lying to me or I don't know if he's really being genuine. So those things tend to bring up the self-sabotage aspect, which a lot of women tend to do sometimes. And I have noticed myself doing that um, when I've, you know, been on a few dates with the guys. I I self-sabotage because I'm just scared. I'm scared Mm. to trust again. Um, So I'm trying to work through all that. (laughs) And there's a reason why I've tried to be single for the past four years, just trying to work through all this. Um, Yeah, listen, it's, it's definitely something that affects people. It's definitely something that plays a big role. Uh, so in my research, uh, the therapist stated a couple of things that can be useful to some people. And I want to go over that with you guys just to kind of, you know, have in the discussion. But one thing that she mentioned is um, get to know yourself better. Uh, and the reason she says that is we can't change if we don't even understand our own selves. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important to know um, some of your, um, you know, patterns that you have when it comes to dating, like um, realizing the kind of men that you gravitate to. Uh, she even mentions um, to keeping a journal uh, of the kind of men that you're dating. Mm-hmm. Or if a man does something that really caught your eye, uh, especially if it's like, you know, something that kind of left you wondering, like, hmm, was this a red flag or not? To document that in journal your dating experience. So that right. way when, you know, so that way. You recognize the pattern. Exactly. So basically she's saying document it so that you can try to pick up a pattern of okay. This guy drinks every day and he's mentioned it or every time that I'm, you know, even texting or talking to him, he's drinking a beer every day. That's borderline alcoholic for most people. Mm. Uh, so little things like that, um, you know, when you're when, when you like somebody and you get emotionally attached, those little details can easily be missed or you just, you know, turn a blind eye. Mm-hmm. So she says to really document and journal the kind of people that you're dating particularly you know whatever you know men in this scenario and see if you can pick up a pattern and it's interesting because uh just from my personal dating experience i ask a lot of people a lot of women like hey what's your type and a lot of women don't know they're like oh i don't have a type i really you know i just kind of go for the vibe or the chemistry and that sounds good but Um, that's also part of, could be part of a problem because if you don't know what you like, then it's hard to identify those trends and those patterns. And when those patterns and trends tend to be on the negative side or red flags, then by the time you identify them, it's too late. You're already wrapped up in this mess. Well, I'm sorry, uh, Nicole. It sounds like you've kind of been in the opposite direction where, you know, you tried it a couple times and then you just kind of quit where some women just keep looking, keep going through a bad pile, looking for the right <laughs> one. You know, it's almost like they're, they're extremes, so, so to speak. So I have noticed a pattern, um, step back from it all and, and noticed um, the kind of guys that I've, that I've gone for have been um, very manly. Like I want a man, man. 
um, and, and a take charge type guy. That's, that's what I want. Um, I'm a very independent woman, but I want a man, um, to kind of steer the ship, I guess you could say. Um, but the problem is, is when they end up taking advantage of me and becoming, you know, it controlling, Mm -hmm. um, I've just started to notice the pattern. So now the past few relationships that I've been in, they've been shorter and shorter mm. because I noticed that I noticed those red flags. Um, I noticed the pattern. Um, so I've decided to not go after the guy, the typical guy that I've been searching for and just take a break. And, um, so at least you now identify you oh. identified what you tend to be attracted to. Um, the therapist also stated, um, you know, uh, also she also mentioned to learn about your father's history and learn about him as an individual, because um, that can help you understand why you gravitate or why you behave or why you pursue the kind of men that you pursue. So even though some of that can, you know, bring some hurt and some pain, it's also important to learn and understand. And that way, maybe you can kind of understand why he conducts himself the way that he did or does um, because of his upbringing and his challenges. So it's, you know, like a, a cycle that needs to end at some point, you know? It definitely is a cycle. So his, his father was not in his life at all. He's the young, he's the youngest of four boys and his father left his mother with four boys. So wow. it sounds he's like had a, that with four girls. Huh. Right. So it's like a, it's a pattern throughout the family. Um, and there's been some, not, not with me, but with other family members, there's been a lot of um, abuse um, you know, yeah. psychological and sexual abuse have been going throughout the family as well. So it's just caused a lot of um, trust issues with men for yeah. me and my, my sisters, me, my sisters and my niece and all that. We, I guess we all need to do some therapy together, but obviously there's some, there's some issues that we need to work through. Um, you would think that out of four daughters, one of, you know, we would be married, but. That's fascinating how um, that can impact even, you know, now as an adult, like that's still having an impact. Now I do want to be clear on this. Um, Cause I feel that sometimes this tends to happen. Um, that doesn't mean, um, you know, force the issue <laughs> with a with a, a father figure, because even if he is around, but he's not a good, you know, male role model, then that's not going to result anything better as well. Um, so it's important to make sure that whoever, you know, your child, whether it be a daughter or son is. Uh, using as a male role model that it's a positive 
uh, healthy role model dynamic um, because oftentimes a lot of you know women try to maybe tend to stay with men or relationships longer than they should because they want to keep families together but if he's not a good person or not a good mother uh, or father then that's also going to have uh, irreparable damage to children as well right so I, I noticed that with my mother, you know, staying around, uh, forgiving my father so many times um, and just being taken advantage of. Um, I don't want that for myself. Um, right. But you I noticed that I did do that. Resent the mother because you feel like that person didn't protect you or didn't you know, stand up for you or stand up for the family on your behalf and kept taking the person who hurt you back. You know, that yep. it's a dynamic in its own self too, not just with your dad, but also the hurt your mother endured and allowed you all to endure. Um, the article I read talked about mourning, you know, really feeling the pain of a negative relationship with a parent that didn't come correct and expressing that anger, grief, sadness, um, all of those things for your younger self who didn't get what they needed. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't really do. They stay either stuck in the anger or trying to shove those emotions down. Do you feel like, Nicole, that you have really truly mourned the relationship you didn't get to have as well as the one you did have with your dad? I think I have. I'm not, I'm not holding resentment toward my mom or my dad. I mean, my mom has cried to me and my sisters about how guilty she feels um, for sticking around, um, having him around for so long and the damage that it caused and showing us, us girls um, that it's okay for a man to do these things. And, Oof. and, you know, so I've forgiven her. Um, I, I have forgiven my dad, um, but it's, it's, it's definitely caused, you know, permanent scarring, I guess you could say, um, on how I look at relationships. And if there's so many, there's so many broken families, I don't feel like, um, there's enough positive, you know, families of husbands and wives that are good to each other and to their to their children there's just not enough yeah um with role models and you know our children broken up um you know there are um I, i'm fortunate blessed that you know my parents did stay together until my dad's death but you know i did grow up feeling that there was some emotional detachment you know my dad wasn't always emotionally available and the more i became aware of his background and you know, just things that had happened with him, you know, emotionally growing up and stuff. I think it does give you an awareness that sometimes people can only give you what they have to give you. And if some things are not there, they don't have it to give. And so they have to go through their own search, filling holes and, you know, living with the own, you know, with his own blueprint. You said your dad's dad wasn't in his life like that. So you know, it's not to excuse bad behavior or the lack of being able to stand up. And because there are plenty of people who didn't have parents who become great parents because they want to be what they didn't have. But I think sometimes that awareness 
does help heal in a lot of cases because, you know, parents of a different generation sometimes have a different dynamic for what being a good parent looks like, if that makes sense. Um, sometimes the understanding helps you to understand your pattern, helps you to learn what your beliefs about relationship have come from based on what his beliefs were about what a parent did. You know, in his mind, a parent didn't even show up. So he probably felt like at least I'm, I'm in, you know, if I'm not here all the time, I'm more than any daddy I ever had. So exactly, it's, it's, it's you know, it's so complex. It's not an easy, it's, and, and this is one of the things that I really hate about this term a little bit, but a lot of men use it to excuse their bad behavior. Like, you want them to show up and be emotionally available and they throw out to you, Oh, I guess you got daddy issues mm-hmm. so as a term to belittle a woman as a yep. to you, you want to be in relationship. Well, let's find out why does this person feel this way about you being out all night and not coming home or not calling to say, I won't be there when you've said I'll be at dinner at seven, you know, there's a, people react and respond the way they do and to use that term against someone is is to me almost uh, emotionally abusive like you're not trying to get to know this person you're not trying to but I think we also have responsibility you know to try to heal through some of our hurts if we want a real healthy relationship but you know I applaud you for being able to share your story with us Nicole because just admitting that like admitting that you didn't have the type of childhood that you really wanted and how it's impacted you like that's that's huge you know there are a lot of people who won't even they won't ever say those words they won't ever think about it they'll just keep pushing forward and not call themselves to account for why things aren't working and you definitely sound like somebody who's ready to heal yeah and I, i would say that to be fair um you know to your mom uh from her perspective it was a different era back then. And and that, and that era, um, as far as society and religion and even, you know, immediate family, like divorce is, is almost seen like a taboo thing to speak of. Uh, and loyalty is, you know, is kind of what people focus on regardless of, you know, whatever transgressions, uh, transgressions occur. Uh, so oftentimes I also feel like that also plays a factor is, you know, just a generational thing where, hey, through thick and thin, you got to stick with this man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like, you know, there's definitely an angle of that. Although nowadays, uh, listen, people are <laughs> divorcing at a quick, quick rate. So that has completely changed. <laughs> a low level for bullshit is <laughs> definitely the yeah. name of the game. So. Listen, no, I, there's people 12 months and they're already thinking about pulling the plug. I'm like, damn, that's a quick hook. Isn't that an annulment if it's less than a year? But uh, well, speaking of, uh, you know, making up for what your parents didn't give you, I feel like I have done that for my children. I've been mom and dad for my children to make up for all the times that my my parents weren't there for me. Um I feel like I totally recognize that and don't want to be that way for for my children. Um, So 
that's a good that's the good thing about it good i mean that's you know it um, sounds like you're definitely trying you you know you obviously recognize the issues and the struggles that you went through growing up and you're trying your hardest to avoid those pitfalls for your kids so and you know you're working on trying to uh, solve that trend um, and I don't want to be with another broken person. So I think it's like if if you're with someone who had the traditional loving mother and father and you're trying to be with someone who came from a very disturbing, broken childhood, that it's hard for people to see eye to eye. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I, I don't want to be with another person that feels like they're broken. I feel like I've healed from all that. But it's also hard for some people to understand what I've gone through. Mm. that's definitely understandable um so wrapping up um the conversation which has been very uh very deep and very um uh, you know brave of you to share your share your story with us uh the therapist that i researched she definitely mentioned that therapy is is the way to go to really solve some of these issues but um being mindful of who you date who you're giving your time to and and she was even referring to friends as well so not just you know romantic relationships uh even um you know friends uh to be mindful and to learn to pick up bad behavior and red flags and when you see it be quick and eliminate mm -hmm. Figuratively, yeah. speaking, figuratively speaking, of course. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it seems like a, a, about two dates. I usually do two dates and then I see something. <laughs> it's a red flag. So, Well, I think um, it's more for you is learning to trust yourself again. I think probably there are a lot of listeners out there who feel like, why do I keep picking this same? You see the pattern. You see, you know, when they reveal to you that they're not the one by the way they're treating you. But you know, finding that trust again, um, being able to talk to someone who's trained to help you, you know, move forward in a way that's going to, you know, make your life better. Um, because if you don't trust you, how do you make a, how do you make any judgment and feel like I'm okay, I'm better, I'm, I've moved forward, I've healed. If you don't trust you, that's the fundamental issue to me. It sounds like for a lot of people, with whatever it is you're dealing with, like getting to that place where you can, you can make a judgment call and not second guess yourself or not go back and blame yourself for a bad decision that you should have seen when somebody, you know, most people don't show you their ugly faces or their negative behavior until you're on, you know, getting to that comfortable stage with them. Gotta yes. be, gotta be careful with that dating representative. It'll sneak right. up on you. <laughs> I think that's why it's important for people to learn to trust themselves because people don't always give you the clues or the red flags. Some there are some people who are very skilled at hiding, and so to learn not to blame yourself for your choices because sometimes people lure you down a road that. They know that's not who they are, but they're so skilled at hiding that you you could right. never come in, you know. And and I'm the type that always wants to see the good in people. I do not want to acknowledge that they're evil. Exactly. <laughs> and they prove you they prove me wrong. And you should not have to change because somebody is an asshole. I'm sorry. I just don't think you should have to change who you are. But learning to trust yourself though, 
I think is, is one of those things that everybody, you have a right to that. And so whatever you need to do to learn to, to be in that place again and to heal from that place, you know, as a coach, I'm not a therapist, but uh, I do say that's definitely something that whatever you get from moving forward, that should be definitely a piece of it. Nicole, let me ask you one last question before we wrap up here with this uh, great conversation. So when you go out on dates um, or you're entertaining a possible man for a romantic uh, relationship, when or how quickly do you open up to some of your childhood trauma that you experienced growing up? I'm curious. I have not. I was going to say, do you? I have not. And the reason why I bring that up is um, in, because if if a person or, or if men have uh, bad intentions and they know that from the jump, then that could be used against you. Um, and that's where the issue lies, right? Like you're trying to date and open up and, you know, show them, you know, exactly who you are, the good, bad and the ugly. But at the same time, like you got to pace yourself and, you know, it's kind of got to be a progression, so to speak, because if you give too much too fast, it could blow up in your face. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, because if you if you tell someone how horrible, you know, the men in your past have treated you starting with your own father, then they might say, oh, well, I can just feed her breadcrumbs. She'll be all right. Oof. Wow, that's that's crazy. Uh, hey, I always tell people, man, guard your heart like like you're guarding your money. Don't trust it with anybody. You got to pace yourself, and you got to really, really, you know, enjoy the process because you start jumping into situations without really knowing somebody. It can be it can be hazardous for sure. Right. Well, yeah. we are very thankful to have you, Nicole, uh, again for sharing. Uh, hope you all as listeners um, have really gotten some good takeaways from today. We'll have um, the clip that Jorge talked about from YouTube on here uh, with therapist Katie Morton. And we'll also have a link to the Very Well Mind article, um, Where Daddy Issues Come From, as tools, hopefully, in you know those of you who are out there trying to heal from this particular area and it's not just a female-based issue there are there are guys out there with daddy issues absolutely or mommy issues there's a lot of men with there's a lot of men that have issues with women starting with their mothers yeah Mm. so you know like i said it's not just a a gender only uh thing but any kind of parental issues you know these are some tools that you can use to hopefully help you move forward in healing that's been our our topic this month is how do we heal and getting down to these core issues is what it's all about. So thank you everybody for uh, staying tuned and listening. Uh, this has been the relationship cycle with Jorge and Nelsa. And thank you again, Nicole, for being our guest today. Thank you. Beth. Awesome conversation, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us today on The Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa. Do you have show ideas? Email us at jorgeandnelsa at gmail.com. Follow us on Spotify or anchor.fm for more great shows.